Today, Ivanka Trump is on the stand testifying in a New York courtroom as the fate of her father's business empire hangs in the balance. The former Trump Organization executive is not a defendant to the $250 million civil fraud trial, and the appellate court removed Ivanka from the case earlier this year. But her father and two adult brothers, Eric and Don Jr., and their company are defendants accused of participating in a decades-long scheme to inflate assets to secure more favorable loans. Court just broke for lunch. Kara Scannell has been there for the testimony. What has been revealed so far, Kara? Well, Pamela, and, uh, Ivanka Trump has been on the stand for about two and a half hours, and they've gone through some of the deals that she worked on that, while she was at the Trump Organization and that are part of this lawsuit, including the Doral Golf Course in Florida and the old post office building in Washington, D.C. Now, on the Doral Project, they've shown her emails where she's acknowledging she was negotiating different terms for these for the for the loan they wanted to take out, shopping it around to different banks, ultimately going with Deutsche Bank's private wealth group with Donald Trump's personal guarantee that allowed them to get a lower interest rate. But when she was asked about that, she said it wasn't something she considered at the time that they would have a different rate offered by one side of the bank and another rate, a better rate offered by another side of the bank. So distancing herself a bit from that. They also talked about an apartment that she owns um, in here in Manhattan, a penthouse that had an option to buy it for eight and a half million dollars one year. In her father's um, financial statements, it though was listed at 20.8 million dollars, about two and a half times more than what her option was. When she was pressed on that, she also distanced herself saying, I wasn't involved in his statements of financial conditions, so I can't say what it took into account or what it didn't take into account. Now, when we moved over to the old post office building, this was the deal she was heavily involved with in negotiating getting the deal from the GSA, the federal government, and also in financing the loan of this. So they started to ask questions about this. We're focusing her in on the proposal that the Trump Organization presented, which included Trump's financial statements, uh, you know, as part of their proposal. So she was set, shown some uh, emails that indicated that GSA had some questions about the financial statements that they did not adhere to all the accounting rules. They were really pressing her on this, asking about a meeting where she attended in Washington, D.C. with her father about this. And she said that she didn't recall them speaking about the financial statements in that meeting. Instead, she said they were talking about the vision for this. And she was making comparisons to that old post office building that they eventually converted into a hotel and the Plaza Hotel in New York. One of the assistant attorney generals questioning her became frustrated because he was saying that she seems to be able to talk at great lengths about things like the Plaza Hotel, but when he asks her a direct question, she doesn't necessarily recall the answer because as they've tried to pin her down on some of these specific emails, she has said she doesn't recall receiving them. She says she's not saying that it didn't happen, but she has no memory of it. So. Uh, her testimony being a little bit in contrast to her brother's, where she is engaging more in the conversation. She does seem to remember more details of them, but also she's saying that she doesn't recall some of these specific details that the attorney general's office is trying to get down. But again, as you said, she is not a defendant in this case. So this is not uh, questions that are really going to her state of mind, more that they're trying to just get some of this in the record, that there were some questions from the GSA about the Trump's financial statements. And that is because the attorney general's office is trying to use that as far as what they want to collect in terms of damages or ill-gotten gains in this case. So they have already shown documents that show that Trump had sold the, the, the old post office building and got a $139 million um, 
profit from that. They want to argue to the judge who ultimately decide this that that is some money that they should be able to recover. So this lunch break lasts for about an hour or so. Then Ivanka Trump will be back on the stand, still being questioned by the attorney general's office, uh, and that will continue for as long as they think it needs to go. Pam. All right, a lot to digest there. Kara Scannell, thanks so much. So to help us process everything that's been happening today, let's bring in federal and white-collar criminal defense attorney Caroline Polisi. So what has stood out to you so far in terms of the New York Attorney General's questioning of Ivanka Trump today? Yeah, Pam, I think, you know, Kara noted quite well what's, what stands out is um, Ivanka's sort of uh, memory lapses. Uh, not surprisingly, she is playing it right down the middle. She's, she's saying she can't recall many of these things. You know, she has really tried to distance herself both politically and legally from her father and her brothers for a while now. She fought tooth and nail not to even be here today. She fought that subpoena. A court disagreed with her and made her testify. I think she's trying to get in and out with doing as little damage as possible to her brothers and her father while, you know, uh, maintaining uh, sort of this air of um, really ignorance with respect to what was going on with the financials. I would note, you know, her her tact here is not antagonistic to her brothers, which, you know, Don Jr. and Eric sort of went the, uh, well, I just listened to the accountants route. Here, Ivanka is just saying, well, she doesn't recall, she doesn't remember, um, she didn't have anything to do with the, uh, you know, making of these financial statements. It's interesting, though, because the New York Attorney General's lawyers presented evidence today in court showing that she actually proposed lowering Donald Trump's required net worth for a loan down to $2 billion, despite his stated net worth of around $4 billion. So does that tell you anything about maybe awareness that his net worth may have been inflated and that she actually was more involved than perhaps she was leading on today uh, in court on some of these other questions? It, it yeah, it absolutely does, Pam. And remember, as far as the attorney general goes, they would have liked to have had Ivanka Trump as a co-defendant in this case. She was initially on that caption. She was dismissed for procedural issues, really, statute of limitations issues. Um, so, you know, the, the, as far as the attorney general is concerned, she, she would be liable. Um, however, you know, as Kara noted today, she, her purpose is one of a witness to try to sort of give insight as to the state of mind of her brothers, her, her father. Also, with respect to damages, Kara noted, you know, the, um, the interest rates on those loans in terms of shopping them around. Part of this uh, part of the trial is to determine damages. And part of the theory of damages is that even though the, the banks got repaid, um, they could have charged actually higher interest rates had they known that the net worth was, was in fact lower towards a more realistic valuation of the actual assets. And instead they gave them great deals um, on these loans, favorable you know, uh, interest rates and the like. So does her testimony carry a any different weight now that she is testifying today as a witness versus a defendant? 
I mean, yeah, absolutely, right? So, so um, in terms of, you know, we always talk about uh, in a, in a criminal context, but here it's also um, applicable state of mind. It, no longer do we really care about Ivanka's state of mind because that's what you have to prove uh, with respect to the elements of the uh, charges here um, for each co-defendant. So here we're we're just, uh, you know, the the uh, Tish James's prosecutor is just looking to sort of shed more light on the general practices and procedures at Trump or to get an inside look into the financials and really to authenticate some of these, these documents that they want to put into evidence.